Hello, welcome back to Playing in the Sandbox, Conversations in Pedagogy. My name is Katherine Troyer, and I'm delighted once again to be joined by Lauren Malone. Hey, everyone. This is our final uh, third of Dear Committee Members, our read-along that we're doing on uh, Julie Schumacher's book. And uh, this is exciting because there were some big plot <laughs> twists and, and like gasps. And, um, you know, for a book that has managed to be truly laugh out loud funny and, and to actually like I literally laughed out loud, not just like saying that like we always do. Um, it, it, it proved itself to have a, a little bit more heart there at the end than I anticipated the book maybe uh, offering. Um, but I, what I remember most about the end of the book actually is you, Lauren, and being like, have you finished it yet? And I was like, not yet. And you're like, could you hurry it up, please? Because I, <laughs> I need to have the talks with you. That's like the most distinct thing I remember. And then I was like, OK, well, I don't know what I'm doing tonight originally, but now I know I'm just going to finish the book. And wowzer. Yeah, um, I, I remember vividly picking it back up to finish it and thinking, OK, I'm going to keep going with this. Um, and I think we even talked about like last time that I had no idea where it was going and I had like things that I didn't want to happen, but I didn't really have like any opinions on how I wanted the book to end or, or, or solid ideas on what was going to happen. And so I don't know if that made me more shocked when, when the plot twist came along um, or, or if it was like, I don't know. But I just remember like reading it and then going back and being like, wait, his student died? Wait, what? What? Did I miss something? I, I literally thought I had missed a few pages or something. Yeah. So you and I, um, I went back and like listened to just the part of, of our prior episode where we were talking about like the things we didn't want to see. Right. And really what we didn't want to see was we didn't want this to be like, um, some sort of it's a wonderful life I've been horrible all along but now I'm just gonna have this major epiphany and all of a sudden yeah. I'm gonna be this amazing person because so much has been authentic about this book and that is not a very <laughs> authentic portrayal of curmudgeony faculty um but but I and so I think for similar reasons I, I was very um surprised and excited to see uh where where it actually headed right because like you said it, it kind of comes out of nowhere the death of, of Darren, the student, um, in such a way that it does feel like we've missed something. And indeed we have, right? Like, because like some time has passed between um, the, the various letters that we're seeing and between those letters is when all the events happened. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, one of the things that like, um, once I read it, finished the book and then kind of had time to digest it and, and go back and reread parts of it and really think about parts of it is, it felt, it, it was one of those really, um, I don't want to say satisfying because we're talking about like the suicide of a, of a student, even if it's a fictional student, yes. but like it was one of those, one of those plot twists that like you go back and you're like, oh, okay. It's very much the same like feeling I had with the whole vanishing cabinet plot line in Harry Potter when you finally figure out like this has been set up since like book two. Um, 
And so like going back and looking at some of the ways that he talked about Darren and some of the ways that like, it seemed like Darren might be like stalling on writing his dissertation or um, not interested in applying for jobs or not interested in, in some of these things. And then once you kind of look at it from knowing the end point, it's like, oh, okay. Like this, this kind of was, was set up a little bit. So it's not necessarily out of nowhere, but you just kind of take it. It's one of the, it's one of the, um, it's one of the really good examples of having an unreliable narrator. Um, and I've talked about this with friends who are um, literature fans or literature or creative writing um, faculty. And I have one friend who doesn't understand the purpose of an of a unreliable narrator. And so she always asks me, is it just the plot twist? Is it just like, so you can dump something on this? But I think this is a really good example of like, yeah, it's kind of a plot twist, but it's it's not really. It's understanding that you're seeing things from this very limited scope. And once you kind of broaden that or once one particular event happens, you understand that that, that uh, lens that you're viewing the story through isn't just like, it's not all that there is in this fictional world. So, yeah. And I think it's particularly important to have that limited perspective in a book like this because let's face it the only real audience for this book is is going to be faculty and and people who teach right like i just i can't imagine really any like random person being like well that looks like a delightful read like you know it's it has a really targeted audience and so i think it's important to have that reminder that you know there are so many times that we're like student I am like handing you opportunity after opportunity. Why are you not reaching out? Why are you not doing whatever? And to realize that, that, you know, we, we are really limited in not getting to have a full understanding of, of our students as holistic creatures, even if we, you know, think that we are good about doing that. Um, you know, they have entire lives that are separate. And I think that that was a really nice way to, to sort of remind us of that and to also remind us that it can be so easy to get, fixated on these like hey by the way the bathroom's terrible um and these little things that that are important because they're they're our day-to-day but um that you know in in higher education we have the the privilege and the challenge of dealing with the day-to-day minutiae and with these like huge life-changing things um Mm -hmm. and it's it can be really hard to balance that and so I, i think i'm not always a fan of an unreliable narrator i think for the same reason your friend is is that sometimes it feels um, like a, a kind of cheap writing device. But in this case, it was it was critical, right, to, to being able to understand everything about this world that our author has created. Yeah. And I think one of the other things, too, um, that we talked about is the idea that, like, we, we talked about we didn't want him to all of a sudden be woke, right? Yes. We didn't want it to be a morality tale of, like, something happens and all of a sudden, like, he writes these beautiful heartfelt heart-wrenching letters of recommendation and he stops being like low-key sexist and all of this stuff and um so I think this was a, a an interesting way of showing his humanity without having that drastic of a turn right because it wasn't like all of a sudden you know he's this completely changed being right all of the like different sides of him that we see 
are in reference to and, and are reasonable in terms of what he knows about the student and what he's kind of witnessed from the sidelines. So yeah, I think that's, I think that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think what, I really like what you said because you're absolutely correct. The one thing I didn't want from our, from Jason, right, was, was this like creepy artificial change of heart and especially not this like, you know, but now that he's woke, he can, you know, take over the university in new meaningful ways, right? Um, but at the same time, it would have, it would have been dissatisfying and it, it would have felt very like Beckett if it had just like been you know, okay, well, I found a new student, right? Like, and if it just kind of started the whole cycle over, that would have equally been um, dissatisfying. Mm-hmm. And so there, you know, there's that moment where Jason has that epiphany of, oh, maybe, maybe Darren didn't ever really care about having his book done. Maybe it was about me. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. um, and like, that's not, what's great about that is it's not such a like, profound epiphany that you're that you know everyone is like slow clapping because he's made like everyone knew everyone but jason knew it was always about jason but Mm -hmm. just a sort of like awareness of that i think was a was really well handled um and i i think that honestly the only way it could have been handled was was with something as drastic right um as Mm -hmm. a student suicide and um you know we had a a student suicide in in our phd program um, which was as devastating as it sounds, um, and unexpected and just, you know, truly, truly devastating. And it, it rocked our department, right? It affected our, us students, um, particularly because he was a graduate teaching assistant. So, you know, many people had like shared an office with him, um, it affected our faculty uh, because many of them had known him for years prior to him starting the PhD program. And it also created, it became this really profoundly gross, uh, uh, like thing that became a seed someone used um, to, to create some, some fights with some other faculty. And so that's how I mean that it's gross, right? Like some people who mm-hmm. didn't know him used the suicide as an opportunity to say, and this is why I've been persecuted. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so clearly there's something wrong, right? So it got, I mean, like, I don't think you can have an event like that happen in a department and not have it profoundly shake everything, right? People mm-hmm. as well as the Institute itself. Um, and so I think that was just very beautifully handled, even if, as you said, right, like to say that something's beautiful or well done feels really hard to say about uh, a scene that is involving uh, the death of a student. Yeah. And also, so there's like two things that really um, that really stuck out to me is one like. I don't think if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think there's ever a point where they actually explicitly state that it was suicide. We get it through like little bits and pieces yes. of the conversation which is like the way we get most of the information um so it's kind of in line with the rest of the book but I think that's important too because like like you said there are these events that kind of rock entire departments but they come they kind of become the stuff of myth sometime you know there's that one event that happened you know in 2016 and if you were there you know you know and if you're someone who came on in the shadow of that then you are kind of dealing with you're dealing with um, maybe not people's grief, but you're dealing with the aftermath in different ways. Um, Which brings me to the second thing that stuck out to me, which is that like, you see 
him go through his own grief process. And I think that's really important because it's, I think, I think a lot of times when we think of the professional and work or home life split, sometimes death in one or the other settings, it feels like it shouldn't cross over into the other setting. Um, And so we feel like things like grief um, for like a coworker or a student or something like that should be kind of compartmentalized. Um, And so you see him grieving in a very like academic way, right? You Mm -hmm. see like the the epiphany that you mentioned of, of him thinking back on his relationship with the student and thinking back even to like the last time he saw that student and um, and you see like him trying to him trying to cope by doing things right you see him trying to set up the scholarship and all of these different things so yeah I think that it was it was an interesting way again of showing his humanity but just an interesting writing choice and in that it could have been like uh, Schumacher could have decided to have to just keep it going in the vein of letters of recommendation, but have them get like more and more depressing or like less robust or something like that to show that change. But instead it's through these relationships that we've gotten bits and pieces of throughout the book. And it's just like, I thought it was a really, really well done way of wrapping up the story. It really was. I'm glad you mentioned the scholarship. I'd forgotten about that, but that was one of those moments where like, that's, that's the appropriate level of growth for that character. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's enough for, for me to feel like, well, honestly, for me to want to pick up a second book. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but not so much that I, again, the the word of the day, I guess for me is, is authentic or inauthentic, right. That it doesn't feel inauthentic. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I really like that. I like that idea that, you know, um, what, what I think is so important to remember is that our character is stunted emotionally and, you know, all of these things, but our author is not right. She's, she's really um, masterful at understanding, you know, what it means to be human and what it means to be an academic and where those two cross over and where those two shouldn't cross over and where they mm-hmm. should. Um, and I just, I'm not always a, a reader of uh, literary fiction. Um, I tend to read more what is recognized often more as, as genre fiction. But but this this book made me glad that we had taken that that foray. And like I said, there is that uh, sequel because uh, you know dun 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 <laughs> Jason becomes a department chair. And so like I just I need to know what happens next. In part because <laughs> now you know I I like Jason even more against my will right and it's um it's kind of akin to you know when like like my favorite thing is is gossip about people i don't know right <laughs> um because or like departments at universities in um fields that are not my, my area right but like someone's like have you heard about what happened you know in the geology department at uh university of michigan and i'm like i didn't even know there was a geology department at the <laughs> university of michigan tell me more um because there's that like it's all the like drama but without any of the like personal consequence right? impact yeah yeah and so i feel like that's what what schumacher gives us right is the opportunity to be like yes i i resonate with this but i can put it down and i don't have to worry about how it's gonna like blow out in the next committee meeting that i'm actually a part of right 
Yeah, and I think too, the other thing is like, he got his comeuppance that you were hoping for too, because yes. it wasn't like, it wasn't anything like, it wasn't anything terrible that happened to him. It wasn't anything like, it didn't go the opposite direction and he got super woke and that sort of thing. But he's the department chair now and he has to shoulder this responsibility, which he'd been backseat driving that position for the whole book anyway. So yeah, but I think that it's kind of that, um, that little tiny poke that we wanted him to have of not being punished for being a jerk, but like, okay, this is the natural progression of all of this stuff that you have set up over the years. So yeah. So the next book uh, is called The Shakespeare Requirement, uh, and it is, it's a fairly new uh, release. I think it came out in the last year or so. So we encourage you to pick it up, and who knows, maybe next summer that will be our, our read-along. Um, or we have a whole list of books that are about curmudgeon uh, faculty <laughs> um, that we kind of found. So there are plenty of things, I think, that we can read for future uh, summer read-alongs. Um, so we're going to return back. Our next uh, episode is going to return back to our sort of more pedagogically focused uh, ideas about, you know, like, what does it mean to be creative and playful uh, in the classroom? And, and what are ways that you can like bring things immediately into uh, what you're doing? Um, so we hope that you'll check out our next episode. We hope that if you have been reading the book all along that you enjoyed it. Um, feel free to drop uh, either Lauren or I uh, a message. Uh, you can email us and just tell us what you liked or didn't like about the book. Um, and I think that's all I have. Lauren, do you have anything else you want to add? The next episode is going to be on game-based learning. So tune in. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm terribly excited as Lauren will tell us all the things we need to know. And I will pretend that I know more than I do about game-based learning. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.